guys what's going on this is david for flicks talk podcast and i'm back with my amazing co-host josh what's going on buddy what's up buddy how yeah. you guys doing pretty good man we're doing this kind of early i know i had a late night how about yourself yeah pretty late went to bed like two thirty three, something like that gaming it are you still gaming it no nah, i was just watching some movies and stuff okay what were you watching uh, i was watching skyscraper believe it or not what how's that i hear so many mixed reviews people tell me to watch it but i'm like yeah it was all right but you know the ending was kind of cheesy it was just like um with a very cliche it was just like san andreas i hear that movie is a combination of san andreas and uh what another movie he did well i heard it's like taking elements from um the towering inferno and die hard i don't know if that's true or not i've never seen the towering inferno so Really? I think it's like a 60s movie, right? Or something? Or 70s? Yeah, it sounds old. It sounds yeah. old. Oh, you never heard of that movie? No. Hmm. Okay, then fuck it. Whatever. All right. <clears throat> but did you enjoy it or no? Uh, yeah, it was, I, I give it like a solid C. C really? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's more than most people are giving it. But, right? But we are back and we're talking about a cool action movie. And I got to say, right out the gate, this is probably my favorite action movie so far of 2008. 18. Oh, hands down. Hands yeah, you agree with me? I agree with you. Okay, it's good that we're on, on the one. same page with that one. Um, also, I'm coming from a, from a perspective of not seeing any of the other Mission Impossibles. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, I've seen almost all of them. I don't think I don't remember the last one. Uh huh. Was that no? The la- was the last one Rogue Nation or Ghost Protocol? I totally forget. I- I think that was Ghost Protocol. Okay. Yeah, but I know we get kind of our original cast from that. And um, let's see. It looks like Rogue Nation might have been the last one. Was it Rogue Nation? Yeah. Rogue Nation was the last one, and it came out in 2015. Before that was Ghost Protocol in 2011. Okay, so I, I don't. I haven't seen Ghost whatever, Protocol. The Recon one. Okay. I saw, no, I saw Protocol. I didn't see the other one. Oh, you didn't see Rogue Nation. Okay. No, I didn't see Rogue Nation. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it looks like they got the, you know, the same 7.4 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but this one is the highest on uh, – I'm sorry, not Rotten Tomatoes, on IMDb. And uh, this one is the highest standing Mission Impossible, I believe, at 8.2 out of 10. And I think it has something like a 96%, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes currently. So it wow. is the highest Mission Impossible. Now – I had to ask people because I didn't know going in this, do I need to see any of the other previous films? And I think my take would probably be no. As a standalone, I kind of understood everything that was going on other than a uh, a character of Ethan's wife, Ethan played by Tom Cruise, uh, his wife, who we find out it's not, it's not a spoiler at all, but we find out that she has to go ghost, you know, quote unquote ghost. She has to go into hiding because something happens. I'm guessing from the previous film. So that was the only thing that kind of like, um, that I was guessing that happened in the previous film that you would have to know about. Other than that, I think it's a great standalone film and you don't really need, need to know too much about the mission impossible franchise. 
Oh yeah, and and that intro alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that intro was, but it was pretty long. But that intro was pretty epic. Yeah. So, um, you know what's funny is that my mom saw this before me and she always likes to call me and tell me about the movies, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. She should do her own podcast. But she saw <laughs> this movie like the day after it came out, right? Like Saturday or something. And, and we kind of got to it a little bit later, right? But like a week or week and a half after. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, she saw it. She said the first 10 minutes was boring. She absolutely thought it was boring. And um, I can understand why. It's not... I guess your typical kind of you're running into action. It's more of developing of what's happening, uh, why Ethan has to go on his next mission. You know, if you choose to accept this mission, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so I thought I had a lot of cool, um, building up to what was, what you were about to watch and what was going on with their, this whole terrorist group called, uh, were they called the apostles? I believe they were called. Yeah, the, the Apostles, and th- wasn't there another one called The Syndicate or something like that? Yeah, I think The Syndicate breaks was down. in the previous movie. Yeah. Right? That would, like, breaks down governments and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you're absolutely right with that. So, in this one, we get a, a, a group of terrorists called The Apostles, and they're basically just terrorists, right? And yeah, um And uh, Ethan is sent on this mission, or, you know, he chose to accept this mission of kind of infiltrating their system... And uh, finding these three plutonium, um, I guess you'd call them bombs, or three, you know, three yeah. balls of plutonium. Pluton- three and balls. <laughs> I, I don't know what to call them. They look like bombs to me. They, they are bombs, right? Right. Uh, but they're bombs that could just, you know, totally wipe you out. Totally wipe out, you know, a, 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 you know, a huge city. And um, he has to stop, you know, uh, these terrorists or infiltrate their group and find out their next move. And we get our kind of typical, uh, uh, pretty much cliche spy mission impossible movie from what I've gathered. Now, you know what? I tried to watch the first one about a month ago because I didn't, I always neglected these movies and I always see clips of him, you know, flying and stuff like that. And I would hear that he did all his own stunts and stuff like that. So I was like, Hey, cool. I might want to check some of these out. We saw an hour of the first one and it was so boring. I had to turn it off. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you agree. Did you, did you see the first one by any chance? I don't remember the first one. I know I probably did. Yeah. Because that was the thing me and my dad used to do was go see the new Mission Impossibles and shit. Oh, really? But it's been so long. It's been so long, man. Yeah. it's And you know what's funny is uh, the first one uh, was directed by Brian De Palma, of all people, you know, who did like The Untouchables. And really? um, yeah, so it's like, you're like, okay, wait a minute. You know, this this guy has a, a good little, you know, track record. Uh, he even did Carrie. I forgot about that. He did Carrie. And um, the, for some reason, the, the 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 shooting style was not very – didn't pull me in too much, you know. Yeah. But when I saw this, I was like, whoa, this is what an action movie should be. Um, when there's dialogue, it's very intense. And when there's the fight scenes and the action scenes, it's like so on point. It, it kind of almost threw me back to like watching an old Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or old Stallone movie where you know that action is going to be just on point, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's just like so over the top, you just lose yourself. And, and this movie had like a runtime of like two and a half hours. Oh, it's two hours and 27 minutes. And it didn't even feel like that to me. No, but but I kind of agree with your mom. There were some parts that were kind of drawn out. But yeah, but like you said, it's 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 to build the tension and to build the story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But so that bathroom scene. Oh, my God. 
yeah, we're going to jump right into that right in a second. But uh, real quick, before I forget, guys, if you guys don't know about uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, this is the sixth film for Tom Cruise. Uh, we get our typical cast. Uh, I believe they've been in the last three movies of uh, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg. And uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who I believe plays... I'm sorry, not Rebecca Ferguson. It is Michelle Mon... Uh, Monahan? Monahan, I believe it is. Michelle Monahan, who plays his wife. I think she might have been in the last one. Uh, we get a couple of... Um, uh, Angela Bassett is in it. I don't, I don't know if she was in the last movie at all. Uh, maybe you can tell me that. Angela Bassett, she's a big I actress. So yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, okay. So then we get, and then we get uh, Vanessa Kirby, who plays the White Widow. She's kind of like a like a a middleman villain in the movie. She's the one that was kind of dressed like that 1950s singer. Um, right. And then we get Henry Cavell, which is uh, he plays August Walker, who you guys more notably from uh, uh, Superman. He's the guy that played Superman and uh, Josh's famous CGI mustache, which he loves from Justice League, right? Oh, it's classic. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even recognize him. Did you, could you tell it was him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I could tell it I'm was him. I'm just kidding. No, but, <clears throat> but if you guys didn't know the story of what that whole CGI mustache. So, at the same time he was filming Justice League, he was filming for this film, MI6, and they wanted him to grow out a big old thick Burt Reynolds mustache, and he did. Um, but you know, Superman doesn't have a mustache, so they had to CGI his mustache out and just Google, uh, Superman CGI mustache or Henry Cavill, uh, CGI mustache, and you'll see how weird his lip looks. It looks really, really bad. And that's where they spent most of the mo- mo- money on that film, right? I think so. I think that's where that's, most of the yeah. budget because they didn't go to the gr- <laughs> to the green screen. It looks so bad. Right. But anyways, um, so we get a pretty good cast and, um, Let's see. So the quick synopsis for this film is Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission gone wrong. So in this one, <clears throat> we uh, we kind of start off with I'm not going to give I'm just kind of going to you know, go a run rundown of the movie. Um, but Ethan fucks up. You know, it starts off with yes. Ethan fucking up his team. They don't obtain the plutonium. And um, it gets, you know, put in the hands of this apostle group, right? With apostles right. or disciples? The apostles. The apostles. Okay, I'm sorry. All these freaking syndicate names. But um, right. anyways, they get a hold of it, right? And um, Angela Bassett does not like that. Now, they all work for the whole same, like, CIA group, right? Right. And she says, you know what? Ethan's fucked up again. He done fucked up so many times. And I'm not making a racist, like voice or anything i'm just saying you know fucked up again right so um she says i'm gonna have one of my own who's henry cavell's character you know on the case assisting him and if he uh, you know just letting you know if ethan goes rogue you know he's there to stop him too so we got kind of like this guy who's like almost like a bodyguard just kind of like an overseer you know making sure ethan played by tom cruise does not fuck up anymore um and he pretty much just tries to uh infiltrate you know their organization and pose as other people so he can get this plutonium and um you know stop it before you know you know world destruction pretty much uh, from right. this terrorist group, and and that's you know that's what it is in a nutshell. And I feel like these 007 like spy movies, they all kind of follow the same theme. It's just more modern day, you know. Yeah, um, it's pretty much the same premise, just just modern. Yeah, yeah, and um, you get a lot of action in there. And uh, I'll just jump into like I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was not bored by this movie at all whatsoever. 
Um, I thought the acting was 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 pretty great from everybody. Um, you know what's funny is <laughs> Ving Rhames, man, he's looking pretty swollen. Yeah, I was gonna he's say he's looking pretty say, big, dude. He's looking that, pretty big. Yeah. That part where he's like, he's like, you know, the same old Ethan. Yeah, he just he just, everything looks swollen. His nose is like huge. <laughs> I don't know now, what's going on there. The, now, when they showed the close-up of that of that face, did he not look like Sylvester Stallone from Rocky Balboa? <laughs> he looks really a like, little bit, a little like bit. beaten and battered, right? Yeah. Now, this is not the same Marcel Marcellus Wallace that we saw. And hopefully you don't no. hear this, Ving Rames, but I still think he's a really good actor. But I just think oh, no, he's kind of Yeah, yeah. No, he's a he's a good actor. He doesn't have that many speaking roles too much in this movie. He plays the um more like the computer. The computer hack, uh, not not hacker, but like he kind of plays the background. I guess you could say. Yeah, he's like the tech specialist, and um, him and uh, uh, Simon Pegg's character. Um, So they they kind of you know they got Ethan's back and stuff like that. They play the background, and they're kind of like the comic relief, right? Yeah, but at at the same time, I I love this movie even more because Vin Rames was actually emotional. Like that part where he's talking to yes, uh, Ethan's ex-wife. I agree. That was awesome. I agree. Like he's I, not going to win an Oscar, but still, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It, it was more genuine, and I'm glad they didn't yeah. just throw him in there just for like you know a funny quip, like a funny like remark, like yeah, Ethan, that's my dog or whatever. Like I think he does say, <laughs> I think he does say something like that at the end. Remember when he's on the cliff? He's like, he's like my man or something like that. You know? yeah. So I was like, okay, but that so was it, good though. It, it, it fit though. It fit. It didn't. It wasn't over the top, but it fit like no. the writing. And yeah, you're right with the whole dialogue between him and Ethan's wife um, was very genuine because uh, there was a moment where they didn't think they were going to live and he was just kind of like... Like always, right? (laughs) Yeah, like always it comes down to the wire, literally (laughs) in this movie and I thought it was really, really cool Um, and we'll kind of do an overview of like our favorite scenes without giving too much spoilers we'll just try to remember, Josh, of like what you saw in the trailer because I think they showed so much in the trailer and I think... After I saw this movie and I started telling my coworkers about it the next day, they were like, who is Henry Cavill's character? Is he a bad guy or is he a good guy? Because it looks like he's working with him in the trailer and then it looks like he's working against him in the trailer. And I'm like, wait a minute. Ah, right? Let, I'm like, let me tell you what's going on without trying to spoil it. Because I think people get confused at what's going on. I, I really got confused a little bit because I know he was working with the same organization, yet he's fighting Ethan in the trailer. He has like machine guns, you know, coming out of the helicopter. So you're like, what's going on? You know, which was badass, by the way. Super badass, by the way. That gun, what was it like a fifty cal or something? That was like Dude, mega, it was like a fifty caliber with like extended ammo and stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised he like, like blow his it shoulder. It was like a mini out. chain gun. It, it was insane. It was like in like you could see the bullets like flying. <laughs> you could see like the actual right? the the lightning burst of the of the bullets. But um, so you know, without without spoiling it too much, I mean, uh, Henry Cavill is there, like I said, like an overseer, but. Tom Cruise does go rogue. He does kind of, you know, go against the grain. And that's where we get our conflict of them, you know, trying to stop each other. So we won't go too much into detail of what's going on with Henry Cavill's character because it is a pivotal plot point, you know. Um, But let's jump into that scene that you were talking about. There's a huge scene where they fight in the restroom. You want to talk about that real quick? Oh, yeah. It was amazing. So so Ethan and uh, Henry Cavill, Mm -hmm. uh, Walker to be uh, accurate his character name. Yeah. They they're following this dude in this bathroom. They're try- they're trying to find John Lark and they're tracing his phone. And this is it turns out it's like this Asian guy. 
So they wait for everyone to leave in the bathroom, and they just totally like try to beat the shit out of them. But man, they get their ass kicked pretty bad. Oh god, <laughs> dude! And I and I have to say, um, I don't know who this Asian guy was, but he dismantled he both of them easily, and he was like half of their size. Well, maybe not That's half of Tom, maybe not half of Tom Cruise's size because Tom Cruise is pretty short. Right, but dude, Henry Henry. Henry Cavill should have been able to knock him out. Like, yeah, that dude is like that dude looked pretty big. Like, he looked He's, pretty beast mode. He was huge, dude. Yeah. So, um, I mean, remember, guys, this is Superman. <laughs> like, this is Superman yeah. we're dealing with. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's an intense scene where. They find out that this, uh, I guess he's like a middleman or he's like somebody that's going to communicate with the White Widow. So they're trying to intercept him, right? And pose as him so they can kind of step in and, and, and take the plutonium. Right. But this guy doesn't, you know, let up without a fight. And we get one of the most awesome bathroom scenes I've probably ever seen in a long time. Oh, yeah, that was, I, that was amazing. Yeah, I've seen a couple of, of, of uh, you know, fight scenes in the restroom or bar fights or whatever. But this one was one on two, you know, one versus two. And the the smaller guy dismantled both of them, you know, for a long time. He was kicking ass. And he was, you know, a martial arts expert, obviously. And... um it was cool, man. You just see people flying through bathroom, you know, windows and people getting slammed through walls and uh, flips and kicks and punches. You know what? The Asian guy was punching a lot to the throat. Did you notice that? Yeah. I think yeah. he, I think he punched both of them in the throat to kind of like, that must be like a weak point, you know, like kind of like drop them, whatever. But yeah. that guy was kicking ass, dude. Dude, he was like Chow Young Fat <laughs> mixed with Jet Li. <laughs> is Chow, is Chow Young Fat the actual fat guy, the, the heavy set guy that's like, or am I thinking yeah, the someone else? action guy. That's how crazy. How crazy is it that that guy can move like that? It's almost like Steven Seagal. Like I don't know, right? It's possible though. I it mean, is. I mean, it's possible if Steven Seagal can do it, right? He's crazy. he just had more dumplings than Jet Li. That's all. He's, <laughs> he's been eating more dumplings. <laughs> Something, dude. You've been going so, to little dumplings too long. <laughs> so let me let me look up the box office on this real quick before we jump into more scenes. So. um... If you guys aren't already subscribing, please make sure you're subscribing wherever you're listening or watching because we are videotaping this as well. Do people still say videotaping? Uh, just recording. Oh, God. I sound so old every time I talk on this thing. Uh, we're recording video. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you guys give it a thumbs up and subscribe uh, before I get into some more news. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram, right, Josh? At what? Give our handle. At flickstalk.com. No. <laughs> our handle on uh, on Instagram and Twitter is at Flix Talk Podcast. But our oh, web- I thought we were doing the website. <laughs> and the website is Flix Talk Podcast. Remember, it's F-L-I-X Talk Podcast. All right, guys, it's okay. Um, so currently, uh, this movie is made $372 million worldwide, dude. Jesus. And um, opening weekend, it made $61 million. And uh, you know what? This weekend, uh, this summer, 2018, has not been great for, for movies. Uh, no. I mean, of course, you got I was just reading that article, too. Oh, yeah. Was, found one. was there an article? Yeah. What was it saying? Uh, some article about talking about VODs and Chinese companies, and they're losing money because they're they're um, producing these movies too early. Yeah. And they, lose, they lost like a billion dollars in oh, wow. revenue. Or something like that. Well, the budget just keeps getting bigger on these films, and they're just not producing that much back. And you know what's funny is that they put up a uh, Rotten Tomatoes actually put up a video showing like the top five grossing movies this year, and I think it was like Black Panther. They're all superhero movies, like Black Panther, Avengers, Jurassic World, 
and I forget the other two, but um, all of them are like in the 90, 90 percentile and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is at 51%. Now, why is that movie the top grossing if it got 51%? It, to me personally, I believe That's it's weird. because – do you know the, Do you remember the tactic that they did? They actually released it a week early overseas first before they did in the domestic. Oh, and I amazing. think that's where – I keep hearing this thing about monster movies do well overseas, you know, as opposed to, to, to the U.S. Um, so movies like Pacific Rim Uprising I think came out overseas first. I uh, could be wrong about that. But like monster movies in general. So we might see Godzilla come out, you know, overseas, you know. Uh, I saw that. Uh, you see that trailer? That looks so badass. Fucking epic. Um, dude, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking oh forward to, oh dude, so many, so many monsters in that movie, uh, Rodan, all that stuff. But anyways, um, so I think that's the reason why Jurassic World, um, two, uh, got so much, uh, cause I, I don't know, I don't know where it's at right now. And then they're talking about, you know, Black Panther is like surpassing, uh, it's like 700 million domestic and it's already like passed in the, you know, billionaire boys club. But, um, you know, I think that's a you know superhero movies and re- releasing it overseas, you know, uh, internationally makes more money right now, right? right. So um, a lot of these other movies are not like Equalizer flopped, Equalizer two flopped, Skyscraper flopped, just a lot of the comedies that came out flopped. Christopher Robin flopped. I thought that was going to be a big family movie, that and flopped? that made dude that made like twelve million. It flopped. <laughs> It made nothing, nothing. Wow. And uh, that's pretty sad. But this movie right here, opening weekend, it made $61 million, like I said. Uh, so domestically, we're at $147 million. Uh, foreign, it made $224 million, And we're at a total of 372 like I said. So uh, it's doing pretty good. It's like number one at the box office still. Um, and... Uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's kicking ass. That's crazy. Well, it's just great to see Ethan do all these stunts, man. That's that's insane that he does all this. It's he reminds me of like Keanu Reeves now. Oh yeah, for sure. I think he's actually surpassed that level. I think Keanu Reeves is more like him, like trying to be like him now. Yeah, you know. And they did have a budget, by the way, of 178 million. So they've already surpassed that. That's actually a lot for a movie like that this. Is a lot because there's not that much. C- I, there's not CGI in it. I don't think that I know of. Well, I'm sure there's some, but but. Some of those scenes were more of it's. I think most of it is more stunts, like just actual stunts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't see where the CGI is in that, other than people getting stabbed maybe a couple times. But um, yeah, it's it's, that's a huge budget, 178 million. That's like a Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. Yeah, but um, favorite top scene. What would you say here? Uh, let's see. Without getting to spoiler, it has to be like the last 15 minutes of it, the last 15 or 20 minutes of the movie. So of course, you know, uh, so. You know, he finds out where the plutonium is, you know, without spoilers, guys. He finds out where the plutonium is um, and they go try to stop it. You know, uh, Simon Pegg and Ving Rhames and uh, the woman involved who is – I don't – I think she's new to this movie. I'm not sure if she was in the last one. I think her name is Rebecca Ferguson. Let me look at her picture really quick. Yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. So she plays also a CIA operative and um, she ends up working alongside of them. But at first they had beef and it's – you guys remember her. She's riding the motorcycle in the trailer. She has a motor – black, you know, all black and she has a gun and she's like, please don't make me go through you, Ethan, you know? Straight up badass. Yeah, so there's a lot of conflict going on. But she ends up working with them in the end, and uh, they're just trying to infiltrate and stop this, you know, uh, this bomb from going off, right? So Mm -hmm. they're trying to stop the bomb, 
Well, Ethan's trying to. Uh, well, I don't know if I should say it. It might be. That might be a spoiler. Actually, <laughs> I don't want to say. But Ethan's trying to stop. Yeah. Ethan's trying to stop somebody, and there's a huge helicopter scene, guys. And that's when he pulled that. You know, you know, the 50 cal on Ethan, and they just start going at it. And there's like a huge cliff scene where they're fighting, and it's oh, it's so great. You guys got to watch the trailer. Okay. It'll show it all in the trailer. And I thought that was so intense, especially when it shows. And that's – I had a lot of questions right there. I know he does a lot of his own stunts and we – you know, if you guys don't know, look at – I know what you're thinking of. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Make sure you guys uh, YouTube uh, Tom Cruise stunts, Mission Impossible. Look at all the stunts that he's actually done. And in this one, he jumped from a building to another building and he broke his ankle and he pulled himself up like a G and just started – kept running, right? Well, the – you could see the pain in his face. He broke his fucking ankle, man. And he and he still ran. You know they go like, oh, run it off. He actually did run it off, and he they were still filming. And I thought it was great. I thought it showed a lot of heart and dedication of this movie. And I, I believe he's a producer of this film, right? And I think he's produced a couple of the other he's films. One of the producer. So is J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I was like what? Yeah, J.J. Abrams. You know what? He's attaching himself more in the producer he's doing world, everything, as opposed to the directorial. I, I've noticed he's been more attaching himself to producer credits. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I kind of want to see a behind the scenes of like how much he had, you know, to do with this film. But uh, right. th- this film was great. This film was awesome. And like I said, there's a lot of stunts that Ethan does. But there was a scene like, you know, him climbing up a rope to the helicopter that oh. they showed it from up top, like his view, you know, looking down. That didn't look green screen at all. If that was green screen, that was the best green screen I've ever seen in my life. And it looked like he was 100 feet off the ground, 200 feet off the ground. Oh, no, I think he really did that. I think if he, he really did that, that holy shit. And, and like, I'm sure they have, like, wires attached to him if he let go. Oh, yeah. But, dude, I mean, well, I also heard that, uh, I guess, in the previous film. Yeah, I actually saw that clip. In the previous film, he's, like, hanging onto a helicopter or something on the side of a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess he actually really did that. He held, he held on the side of a helicopter when it went off. I mean, I'm sorry, a plane when it took off. Which is crazy, yeah. And uh, I guess they just like suspended him with a with a wire or whatever. But dude, just to do that is so ballsy. And I know he actually skydives in real life. He really does that. Oh yeah, that was that was insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. So I got to say, the last fifteen minutes for me were amazing. Uh, I love the tension. The music was great, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't kind of steer away and kind of create like you know. Okay, for example. You know how in Black Panther, they had a lot of, like, hip-hop songs that were kind of, like, central around, yeah. you know? But they only threw in, like, one or two. And the rest of it was more, like, orchestrated or, like, tribal music. That was good because mm-hmm. that fit the whole thing. It wasn't over the top. Now, in this movie, we get maybe, like, a club scene. There's, like, a scene where they go to, like, some European uh, area. And there's, like, you know, house music playing, right? And that that made sense because it wasn't over the top. It fit the theme. But for the most of the, most of the movie, it was more orchestrated and, you know, created a lot of high tension and stuff like that, which was good. I thought it was a perfect mixture of orchestrated and, you know, maybe produced in the studio music, you know, like uh, digitally. So. Oh, yeah. It was a great combination and fit the movie. Well. Mm-hmm. I thought everything a, aligned. David, was that a real DJ there? Or was that? Uh, I don't. You know what? I was looking at it. Uh, it was. It definitely looked like a real club. I mean, it, it fit the atmosphere. You know, it's cool to see the DJ in the middle. I didn't yeah. recognize that guy. He kind of looked like a side yeah. character from John Wick, actually. So I don't. <laughs> he looked like one of the villains, maybe of John Wick. You know, uh, but uh, one of the guys that helped steal his dog. Or <laughs> maybe something. But uh, it was cool. We got a really cool cast. Um, I actually like seeing the White Widow. I hope we see her in the next one. 
Uh, I thought she was a cool side character, and um, I haven't really seen her in too much stuff. But uh, oh, we also get Alec Baldwin. How cool is it seeing Alec Baldwin in this movie? Oh. And he dropped some lbs, man. He dropped some. He looked pretty good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was another um, yeah good thing to see him. Yeah, yeah, it's cool because I know we've seen him. Last thing I saw him in was like SNL. <clears throat> excuse me, like uh, SNL impressions for like Trump and uh, you know like. Um, 30 Rock. Remember that show, 30 well, Rock? I remember correctly. He was he was in the last one. I believe he was in the last one. Oh, uh, well, yeah. No, I mean, he was in the previous movies, but I mean, I'm, as far as seeing him, like, um, like in between oh, yeah, those, yeah. in between those, like, I've only seen him on SNL and stuff like that, but... Um, gotcha. Yeah, I, I thought we got a really good cast here. It wasn't too much. Uh, even though this is a Mission Impossible movie, I feel like they got a cool balance of focusing on every character. It wasn't too much of just Tom Cruise. Like, this is a Tom Cruise movie. We're only focusing on him. Like, I felt like they evened it out with Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg. And Simon Pegg, dude, is always getting a little bit better, I think. I think he's really kind of a standout guy, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just saw the trailer for his new movie. I don't know if you saw it. It's called... Um, I haven't seen that yet. Is it, does it Slaughterhouse cool? Rules. It looks like Harry Potter meets like a, like a horror movie. So, um, uh, it looks okay. I mean, it looks kind of like the way they edited it together it looked like kind of a Shaun of the Dead, which is awesome. You know, a lot of quick yeah. cuts and editing and, and, and quirkiness, you know. But, um, dude, Simon Pegg's really stepped it up and, I, and I'm kind of surprised because uh, I don't usually get too much British humor. Or I get kind of annoyed by it. Um, right. You know, no offense to any British, but it, it's just kind of like my, not my cup of tea, so to say. But he, <laughs> his, 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 not my, my cup of tea, um, but he's been able to stay on the level and stay. And, uh, and I really loved him in Ready Player One, by the way. You know, he plays like a, oh, yeah, like a, great. like a, like a pretty good main character, even though you don't see him too much in that movie. But um, I think he's really been a breakthrough British actor, you know. Most definitely, and it's it's awesome too. And uh, oh, on a side note too, I don't know if you saw, I posted up on um, on a Flix Talk podcast on our Instagram and a Twitter. Uh, this guy named Boss Logic. Have you ever heard of Boss Logic, dude? He is an amazing no, designer. He he does these like mockups of like. So if he hears like a rumor of like, oh, the next James Bond is supposedly going to be you know so and so, he'll make an actual like mockup, like a fake pic, like a Photoshop job of that right so oh. and it looks like a real poster so he just put up a picture of um henry cavell as 007 and it looks so legit i gotta send it to you afterwards and oh yeah then, i think i saw that and then he did one of of idris, of idris elba um who who was as a mate i think is an amazing actor as next 007 now i got a question for you josh because people are kind of torn between it who would you want to see as the next James Bond, 007. Because if you think about it, 007 can be mm-hmm. anybody. It's just a secret right. agent, right? It's just a code name, yeah. It's, it's just a code, code name, James Bond, right? Not a real right. name. So uh, would you like to see Henry Cavill as him? Or would you like to see Idris Elba as the next uh, James Bond? Hmm. Probably, honestly, Henry Cavill. He's, he's not that bad of an actor. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he was pretty good in this movie. Okay. No, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta disagree and go on the flip side of the coin. I gotta say Idris Elba, yeah, just because he, I think he's had more work as far in the movie world, and I think he just has a cleaner cut, more suave look to him. Um, right. And I, and I think, I think he could pull it off. Um, and I think the world's ready for a black James Bond. I don't know. I mean, that's just you know me just saying that just for more diversity. Give it with the times, people. Right? Yeah, it's it's just cool to kind of to kind of see that and 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 just show that it's it's just more than. Um, 
than a white man's world. I don't know what else. <laughs> but like, it's not only not only that, but I think he's out of the two. I think he's just the better actor. And it's funny because, um, do you remember the tweet that Samuel L. Jackson put out about you know all of um, these black British actors are taking black American jobs? Yeah, about Black Panther. What do you think yeah. about? Yeah, what do you think about that? No, I think he was actually talking about Get Out because uh, oh, the guy that Get Out. Oh. Yeah, the guy that plays. Um, uh, uh, is it Daniel Kalua? Remember Kalua? Daniel Kalula. Kalua, Daniel. Yeah, yeah Daniel Kalula. Uh, he's British, so I think he was referring to him when when he said that. Wow, I believe it's what it was. So Samuel Jackson was feeling some type of way, and I think actually Idris Elba replied to that to Sam Jackson. I forgot what he said, but maybe I'll put the tweet up right here so we can kind of discuss it later. But. Um, Anyway, so that was this total side note, but I mean, it pertains to this whole spy world, you know, and I, and I, and I absolutely love this movie. And, uh, I told my coworker that and he goes, you know what? Go watch the last three movies. He said, he actually said, watch Mission Impossible three, four, and five. He said, I, he said, right. I think you would like them. So I might do that. I might binge watch that this weekend, you know, binge watch Mission yeah. Impossible weekend. Let's make it a Mission dun, Impossible dun, weekend. Dun, 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 Jeez, and we're already right. over 30 minutes into this podcast. But, uh, going strong. We're going strong on this one, man. We're just free-flowing it, freestyling, free-falling. Sorry. But, uh, what would you give it, brother? Uh, I got to give it a solid 9 out of 10. And I would definitely – and Yeah, and I would definitely watch it again um, just to catch some things that maybe I didn't catch the first time. There's a lot of information thrown at you at the beginning, but I got the gist of it. Um, I saw it in a packed theater, and uh, everybody else loved it as well. And uh, you know what? I was on the edge of my seat when it came to a lot of these scenes. I was yeah, on the edge really of my seat, and I really liked it. And uh, dude, we had badass seats. We had like reserved seating, and it was like reclining. It was awesome. Oh like, yeah, oh, dude. Whoever invented recliner seats is uh, yeah, definitely gives a pat on the back. But man. I love it, dude, because like the back there's no there's no way people can kick your seat. Yeah, same here. The little kids kicking your seat. <laughs> yeah, same here. I know that's your pet peeve. I I'll give it like a, I give it a eight and a eight and a half. Okay. Eight point five. Okay. So we named a lot of the likes of the movie. Um, do we have any dislikes with the movie? I would have to say, uh, without giving a spoiler away, mm -hmm. some things were too obvious. Like it was, uh, it was too. Some parts were too predictable. I guess you could say. Really. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess you could tell me off air when we start recording <laughs> of yes. what that was. Um. No, I, I think I think maybe I, I would agree with that. I kind of you get what I'm saying. I yeah. kind of called what what might have happened next, um, but there was a lot of twists that happened, especially in that third act um, with Henry Cavill's character. And I think you know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about when they're underground. Yeah, dude, that's when awesome. they're underground and they're all kind of talking with Alec Baldwin. That yeah. scene I didn't see really coming. Um, you know, the whole thing about the CIA is is a bunch of men running around with mask on. I didn't really uh, see that coming. And uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. cool, cool. Just making sure you're still alive over there. Yes. Um, yeah, still alive. yeah, but uh, I, I think, it, I think it, it wasn't to a point where I was like, okay, this movie sucks. You know? Yeah. But it, it's definitely a solid one. And it's so weird <laughs> because sequels usually go down as far as percentages and, and quality-wise. But this one was probably the well, I, I can't say because I haven't seen the previous ones, but everyone's saying that this is the best one. And for it to be number six, dude, you're just getting better with age, like a fine wine, Tom Cruise. Right. You're killing it. Tom Cruise is totally I'm, killing it, man. And, and every time they showed him on screen close up, I was like, I cannot believe this guy is the age that he is. Because what is he, he man? 52? He's uh, 
Let's see. He was born in 1962. So what does that make? It? Come on. We're on the spot here. 1962. 1962. 56. People are going to crucify us. They're like, man, you guys are... Uh, are pretty slow when it comes to the age. Was it 56? 56 years old. He was born July 3rd. Man. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. And to put that into perspective, to put that into perspective, Brad Pitt is 54, Johnny Depp is 55, and George Clooney is 57. And he's still doing it. And all these guys look great. All these guys still look great except for Johnny Depp. But, um... He's, he must have been. I has got a lot of problems. Yeah, he's, he's going through some shit. Did you hear about his bad boy shit? Mm, bad boy shit. Like, what is that? Getting fights on fucking on sets and shit and all the time. I, I know he's being a lot, he's becoming a side character in a lot of these movies. Um, he's yeah. not the main guy, so I don't know what's yeah. going on with that. Maybe he's charging too much, or 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 something else is going on in his contract. But um, we're not seeing him in any lead roles. I keep seeing all these conspiracy videos on him that like he's getting sick and he doesn't have enough blood to stay alive. Like the blood sacrifices they're running out. <laughs> I got to send you these conspiracy links that I find is this on YouTube. Reptilian shit. Are these the same people that brought you reptilian? Probably, man. Probably reptilian dude. people. Oh my god. But that's that's yeah, all. Send it to me though. Send it to me. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But that's all I got to say on this, really, uh, without making it too long. Um, Tom Cruise nailed it. He's awesome, badass. And if he comes out with another one, I won't be mad at him, man. I, I will love to see another one. Yeah, I'd be they're... impressed if he. Keeps yeah, going. yeah. So uh, I give it a nine out of ten. You gave it an eight. You said eight and a half. Oh, eight and a half. Okay, so solid reviews right there, man. And uh, yeah, guys. All right. So if you guys like this review, please give it a thumbs up. Make sure you guys are subscribing. If you are if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that notification bell so you guys can see more videos from Josh and I. And Josh, I got to get you vlogging, man, because I know there's some shit going on out there in uh, in Vegas that you might uh, want to record. And um, hey, man, I might be coming out there in a couple months for October because we got to we got to see Halloween, dude. We got to see Halloween, oh, yeah. brother. Hands down. But I'm not gonna get the day off, David. I'm telling oh. you, it's a blackout day, dude. It's ridiculous. October 19th is a blackout day? Why would that be a blackout day? Oh, I thought you were going to come out on Halloween and we see Halloween. No, 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 no. Halloween when it. Halloween 2018 comes out. <laughs> Jamie Lee yeah, Curtis. I still I still probably can't do that. Like, There's like two weeks of I'll, – I'll check the calendar. Okay, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. All right. But anyways, I got to come out there soon or I got to get you vlogging or something because I want to make you part of this – YouTube channel. And if you guys don't know, we are on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Flix Talk. Remember that's F-L-I-X Talk and follow us on our social medias at Flix Talk Podcast. Once again, that's F-L-I-X Talk Podcast and F-L-I-X Talk Podcast.com. God, I hate spelling all that stuff. But anyways, guys, thank you for watching so much. And what do you got to say, Josh? Keep on listening. Yeah, there you go. You remember this time, buddy. All right, guys. will self-destruct in five seconds. No! All right, guys, we're gone.